Hi, I'm Joanna Roach with the Mariah Mitchell Association, and you are listening to The Nature of Nantucket. I am here today with Isabella Gaw, who we call Izzy, who is the director of our uh, Natural History Museum. And uh, she's the person who's also in charge of all of the really fun animals over there. And she is joining us to talk about her plans and how she got here and what she's learning. And um, welcome, Izzy. Thank you, Joanna. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and create an extremely fun museum with so many animals that people can come and learn so much about Nantucket wildlife and local conservation issues. This is great. All right. So let's start with the fact that you have been here before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I about that. Yeah. So actually it's a pretty Fun story. I like to tell, especially people who are just getting out of college, this story so that they hopefully feel a little bit better about (laughs) applying to jobs. But I wanted to be a marine biologist. So immediately when I graduated, I applied to 20 or 30 internships and was including the Mariah Mitchell Aquarium internship. And I was rejected from all of them which is the curse of the first job. You always have to get that first one and then the ball really gets rolling. But I tucked my tail (laughs) and I emailed the director at the time who was Dr. Emily Goldstein Murphy. And I asked if I could just come volunteer and learn as much as I could. And she said, yes, absolutely, come volunteer. And I completely fell in love with Mariah Mitchell the organization as well as Nantucket. And from that summer, I, I was a volunteer. And then the next summer I applied for the internship again and I got it. <laughs> and then the next summer I came back and I was the manager of the aquarium with Jack Dubinsky. All right. And here you are now, how many years later from there? So um, it was probably three three and a half years. Now I'm back. (laughs) I was recently in Hawaii where I was um, completing my master's in marine biology at the University of Hawaii in Manoa. Yes. Well, we are very lucky to have you back and have you here (laughs) as you kind of start your start your career really as uh, the leader of a program and a department and uh, uh, an important function, certainly within the Mariah Mitchell Association. So um, because I think this is really fascinating, why don't you share a little bit about what you were studying in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. So I'm really interested in stressors, especially anthropogenic stressors. And anthropogenic just means human-based. So human-caused stressors, especially in the marine realm. So I studied marine fishes ingesting microplastics and what potential stressors they experienced while ingesting (laughs) these microplastic particles. So I particularly looked at the reproductive structures to see if they were so, if these fish were so stressed out that they um, didn't reproduce, which um, we found out that they actually are fine reproductively, which is really interesting. And is probably because, or maybe because, because <laughs> we don't say probably in science, we say maybe, <laughs> um, that it's because it's an ingrained trait in these particular fish. So we should, as a scientific community, keep studying other species 
and um, investigating this problem further and deeper. That is fascinating. Yeah. And so um, what is the thing? Well, I have a couple questions. I guess the other question <laughs> is, how did you how did you become interested in Nantucket, right, as a place and a destination? So Nantucket, one, as an island, is incredibly interesting. There's lots of special ecological factors that um, occur on islands, like island biogeography. And um, especially here, it's, uh, you know, we only have six snake species. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so I'm, I think that the ecology here is incredibly interesting. But also, I really enjoy the community-based um, learning that goes on here. I find the, the tribe of Nantucket to be incredibly friendly and a great place to learn and grow as a young professional. That's really incredible. All right. And what about some of the things you have planned for the summer? Yeah, I'm so excited about the changes coming to the Natural Science Museum. We are going to be adding a herpetology room, which is so fun. So we're going to be collecting frogs, more frogs and snakes and maybe even potentially salamanders for people to come take a look at. And then we're going to expand the other animal room into a freshwater and marsh room which will be so much fun so that we can talk about the incredible ecosystem that a pond is. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be really exciting. And we're also going to be adding a aquaponic station in the museum, which will be so much fun. So if anybody wants to come learn about aquaponics and sustainable farming and make one of their own and then bring it home, definitely stop by the museum because we can't wait to have you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about the animals that we have, because this is like a highlight for many kids who visit the museum. Give yeah. us an overview and tell us about how you're going to collect some new ones this year. Yeah. So currently we have two painted turtles, two red air sliders. We have a pumpkin seed fish, which is a freshwater fish. We have a crappy and we have a silver dollar, which is not native, which <laughs> was donated to us by a person with a tank. And we also have a bullfrog, which is an invasive species here on Nantucket. And that is the entire museum right now, but we're hoping to collect, well, we will collect a lot more for the summer. <laughs> and in order to do that, we're gonna have to put on waders. <laughs> and get wet and jump into the pond and collect some incredible animals. All right. And you do have a few visitors right now down there who are temporarily living in your, in your, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. We have some, uh, marine visitors from the aquarium while the aquarium is still getting, um, up and running for the summer. So we have the octopus Cthulhu, who is everybody's favorite star. And then we also have some tropicals, which were accidentally swept here by the Gulf Stream. And we like calling them, um, we, we like saying that we adopted them, <laughs> um, the Gulf Stream orphans. And then we have Clementine, who is probably one of my all-time favorite MMA animals, who's 
Clementine the lobster. <laughs> well, that is very, very exciting. And so in terms of, let's just talk a little bit about all of the ways that the Mariah Mitchell Association sort of participates in the, in the science and conservation of Nantucket, right? So we are part of the NBI, who is having a science showcase in a couple of weeks, and we are also part of Acclimate, as are you, working on climate change issues that face the island. You know, how, like, what perspective do you have on those topics and what they were like, you know, three or four years ago when you were here and how they have changed to now? Because in, in my mind, they've certainly ramped up a bit but I would be, uh, appropriately so, but I would be curious to, to think what you think are the highlights. Well, I think in regards to climate change education, every year it becomes more and more urgent. So I'm thinking people here are feeling that urgency, especially with the Coastal Resiliency Plan. Um, but so, I mean, I'm hoping to integrate that into the MMA um, signage and communication so we can appropriately address that message and talk to the public about how climate change is affecting them, even if they think it's not, which is interesting. But I think people now are seeing that even if they think climate change wasn't affecting them, they're seeing that it is. So maybe that's what you're feeling. Yeah. And I also think the other thing is that when, especially living on the island, when people talk about climate change impacting the island, they immediately think of coastal areas, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like right along the seashore, as opposed to really thinking about, you know, how else will climate change affect the island? How it will affect the animals, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're seeing that potentially um, with the birds because they're nesting later and we might be seeing that with the barn owls well maybe we'll have to have a future guest bob kennedy to talk about that but we are seeing less barn owls in the boxes so could be potentially a storm that came through because we have more storms now because of climate change so it is affecting lots of animals in almost unimaginable ways we'll keep learning unfortunately as time goes on but I mean, I, it seems like Nantucket in particular is ahead of the curve, which I think is another fantastic reason to live here and move here and work here is there seems to be an awareness here that's not really in a lot of other places. Great. I agree. I agree with all of that. Um, <laughs> the other thing you're, I know you're working on a few other things this summer. Talk to us about burying beetles. <laughs> um well I would say you should have Lou to talk about the specifics of burying beetles okay good <laughs> um but I'm excited to learn more about burying beetles I am still in the process of learning about them but they're an endangered insect and MMA plays an important role in trying to basically recreate a sustainable population on Nantucket which because this is not their native range. So we're trying to establish a population here, which is, is I mean, is really cool. <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see how that goes. It's, uh, it takes a lot of work monitoring the population and seeing how it's doing and hopefully breeding <laughs> American bearing beetles. And um, it is, 
it, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm and learn more about the project. It's definitely an interesting project that we're a part of. And you also just finished working on a survey for horseshoe crab. Yeah, horseshoe crab. We love the Atlantic horseshoe crab. So MMA is a part of a survey that's been going on for over 10 years now of monitoring their populations that um, are on Monoboy Beach. And horseshoe crabs have this pretty amazing thing where they go back to the beach where they're born. So that's why we, yeah, that's why we survey that beach every year to see how many come back and they come at high tide. So we go two times a day and we see how many horseshoe crabs are out there, which is pretty, it's probably one of my all-time favorite field activities <laughs> to see them. How many did you count? Um, the highest number we got was probably in the 20s, which is still pretty early. So I'm thinking we have a horseshoe crab survey next week, so we'll probably get a lot more then. They're still finding their way back to their mating grounds, <laughs> but they are making their way back. So we'll keep counting them as they come. Okay. And then I know that we have been having some conversations about Shark Week. Yeah, so we're hoping <laughs> to plan our own Shark Week that's going to be concurrent with um, the TV Shark Week. And um, we have some exciting shark researchers lined up and we're going to host some pretty amazing shark events, which I'm so excited about. Yes, yes, me too. And I love that we'll do that both in uh, Hinchman, the history museum and also down at the aquarium because I think that sharks are such a you know I think people find sharks such an interesting um, aspect of our society whether we're looking at different species or different habitats or the impact they have on people's recreational um, perceptions <laughs> yeah <laughs> right but I know that we um, here on Nantucket tell them a little bit about what Caroline's working on so well I think she's defining her PhD right now but she something that she does that is really cool is she goes out and she tags sharks to see how many are around Nantucket, um, which is really fun. So she's trying to monitor the populations around Nantucket and also see what species are here. So that'll be exciting to learn more about and for her to tell us about during Shark Week, which I can't wait for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So do you, Izzy, have a favorite thing here at the MMA? Is there something that you love or something that you revisit? Or something that really feels connective to you? To me, it's the horseshoe crab surveys. That's, <laughs> this, I really, really enjoy going out at 2 a.m. and counting horseshoe crabs during high tide. It's something I think is pretty special to the MMA experience, especially because a big part of this place is our internship experience. And doing field work as an intern is really special. So every, going out every year doing that is so exciting to me. And did um, did you have some special guests this year on the survey? Did you did folks from the public join any of the surveys? We had well, we had some athlete members. We had Will and Ava come out with us, which was really exciting. But we're hoping maybe to start opening it up to the public and maybe even creating a program. So. That would be really fun to have people out with us. 
Right. Uh, will you share kind of what makes the other thing that makes horseshoe crabs special is their blue blood? <laughs> yeah. So they have blue blood, <laughs> which is um, also crustaceans. Well, they have blue blood, but um, they have a pretty special uh, molecule in their blood called LAL, which coagulates around gram negative bacteria, which is bad bacteria, which is why it's used in a lot of sterilization procedures with companies. So if you've ever gotten a surgery and you had sterile equipment, you can thank the horseshoe crab, which is pretty incredible. But good news about horseshoe crabs, it seems like their populations are coming back up and they're stable right now, which is pretty fantastic because they do a lot for us humans as well as they are just pretty phenomenal creatures being around for you know, 450 million years. So, well, I know that I had read at some point that they were farmed um, over in Cape Cod Bay, right? Where they yeah. were out of the water and then their blood was drained from them and then they were returned to the water and they were studying the impact of that kind of, I don't know whether we call it milking. I'm sure that's not a scientific term. <laughs> no, well, blood draining. I know that they have, um, I, I'm pretty sure a Definitely, this is something to double check, but I think it's around 60% of the blood they can drain and then they release it. But um, I, I mean, it seems like their populations so far aren't incredibly impacted, but I mean, this is this was a recent study that I read. Um, but it'll be, we'll, we'll see after the survey, right? <laughs> and when does the survey end? Um, we end next month. Okay. Okay, so there's still plenty of time for people to get involved. Yeah. All right. All right, Izzy, what are you looking forward to most on summer at during summer on Nantucket? Oh yeah. On a personal level or professional yes. level? <laughs> um, on a personal level, I love biking. So I'm really looking forward to some nice weather so I can bike without very cold wind hitting my face. And um, on a professional level, I'm really excited um, to make the museum into something phenomenal. I'm excited for that too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If you have been listening, I am Joanna from the Mariah Mitchell Association. I'm here with Izzy Gaw, and we have been talking about all things natural science, marine, and other interesting animal life on Nantucket. Our podcast is called The Nature of Nantucket. And thank you for joining us today.